Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022, and this is day 1536 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and we praise you and glorify you. There is none like you. Thank you so much for giving us your breath to breathe breath of life to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us today. Uh, Thank you for creating us in your image. Uh, We are exactly like you. Help us to behave in the way you would have us to, to line up according, letting our will be your will. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is be at peace. Even when all hell is breaking out around you, uh huh, be at peace. And that is that peace that is beyond our understanding that comes from God. We can't do it on our own. Well, there was something happening here in this amazing story in Acts chapter 12, verse 19 through 24. Uh, There were two cities at odds with the king. And uh, they counted on the king uh, for, you know, economical um, dependence is what they had with um, Herod. And that was being shaken up because of something, it doesn't really say what, uh, but some type of a disagreement. And let's look at what happened when they went to the king and they went to him in peace and what God did. All right. Acts chapter 12, verse 19 through 24. And it says, then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Again, these two cities uh, counted on the king for their economical needs, okay? Uh, They were dependent upon um, Judea for that. And so he went from Judea to Caesarea, and it just says he had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon. They now joined together and sought an audience with him. After securing the support of Blastus, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food supply. So they knew that if they did not try to work through this, it was a matter of life or death that they could die because they counted on uh, their country for the king's country to supply them with food uh, for their people and for themselves. 
And so verse 21 says, On the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a God, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. So there were like these three different major things that happened here. You got these two kings from Tyre and Sidon coming in peace to work things out to because Herod, who was extremely prideful, uh, was quarreling with them and more than likely threatening to cut off their food supply. And then you've got him showing out in front of the people and, and when they, in a prideful manner. And when the people said, this is the voice of a little G God, not of a man, he did not correct them. He did not say, oh no, to God be all the glory. And he was struck down. And then the other thing was the word of God continued to spread and flourish. It did not stop the word of God from going forth. And of course, Herod was uh, killing Christians. He was imprisoning Christians. So God's word did not stop. We should never stop doing the will of God, even when there are evil people doing things to, tr to try to disrupt uh, the work that God has given us to do. We must press on and we must also do our best to be at peace with everyone to the best of our ability. Listen, Romans 12, uh, let me go there. Romans chapter 12 <clears throat> uh, talks about this and, um, you know, how we in uh, Romans 12, uh, 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, repay says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So we need to be careful uh, ourselves to not put our hands on, on that, you know, whatever that is, that, you know, and trying to handle it ourselves. That's what's going on in our community and every many communities uh, in the whole United States where people are taking revenge. There are so many killings and it never stops because we need to be about doing our best to be at peace with everyone. There is this cycle of retaliation that goes on um, right beneath our noses. And God is saying he wants to take care of that. 
He says, vengeance is mine. It's not for us to repay evil for evil. So point number one, I planted my flowers this year around Mother's Day. I learned <laughs> from previous years not to plant them anytime sooner because there's still a chance of a frost or snow. And believe me, I learned the hard way. I lost flowers a couple of times because of that. So when I planted my flowers around Mother's Day, they looked so beautiful. Then bugs started eating them and destroying them within a matter of days. At least they attempted to destroy them. So um, I bought bug destroying spray <laughs> and they're now flourishing once again. We too must take action to work things out in our own lives. When people try to harm us, just as the people of Tyree and Sidon did in a peaceful manner as they worked through the king's servant to talk to the king. They at least went in peace. They at least understood that it wasn't all about them. Uh, they also had other people depending on them. And the choices we make are not only for us, but for future generations. Uh, even the generations right before us right now, uh, our children, our grandchildren. So the things that we do and the way that we act affects them. They're seeing it. They know. And so they begin to mimic. We They mirror what we do. So we must be very careful that we're doing things according to the way the Lord would have us to. And that is to go in peace. Point number two. When we do our part according to biblical principles, God will do the rest. As we can see what happened to the king who was at odds with these two cities. He was eaten inside out by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. We must not stop doing what God called us to do. Stay focused on his will. Uh, don't get sidetracked. It's easy to do and get off step. Protect your heart from those fiery darts that the enemy will throw at you through little, you know, what we call uh, in the world, uh, microaggressions, uh, where people say these little slights that uh, are evil. And, you know, uh, it's, it's data shows that um, black girls receive it at least five microaggressions a day. Uh, you're smart for a black girl. You're this for, you know, whatever it is. And not only uh, black girls, but people in general. Uh, I was talking to a group of teachers and they were sharing about how uh, one microaggression is mispronouncing their names. Uh, if they're, you know, of uh, other ethnicities and their names may be difficult to pronounce for some people. We should work hard on pronouncing them correctly. And those, the some of the people said that what they end up doing is shortening their names just to benefit uh, the people around them so that they don't have to struggle with pronouncing their names. So <clears throat> they are violating their own dignity, they said, by even usurping to that uh, and 
and not standing boldly on what their name is and how their name carries a great meaning uh, in their culture. And that was one of the first times I'd heard that. I thought that was really amazing and uh, powerful and how important it is for all of us as we all encounter different microaggressions, no matter what our culture is in life, uh, we need to understand uh, when it comes to the spiritual side, we're also experiencing those fiery darts from our enemy, every single one of us, and along with other things that come about. And we must guard our hearts. Uh, We must have on the full armor of God at all times. Uh, We must uh, go about uh, with our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, our shield of faith, our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, our feet, uh, uh, our shoes, I'll say, of peace, walking in peace. See, you see how the armor uh, in uh, equips us in all those areas and and talking about in what we're discussing today and walking in peace, we must have on the shoes of peace. And uh, the other one that sometimes we leave out is we must pray. And we talked about that yesterday, how prayer is also an important part of our armor. Recent, well, I would say about five years ago, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and uh, her husband at that time uh, were were on the verge of divorce. It had gotten really ugly to where he had locked her out of her own house. Uh, they were, you know, in a great dispute. He had, you know, without going into all the details, it was really, really bad. And um, <clears throat> so she had to make arrangements with the police just to get into her own house to get her personal belongings. Well, they had made arrangements. The police, you know, helped them to make arrangements with each other so that she could go and gather her things from the house so that she can begin to move out. And they would divide everything up. Uh, They had already, they had been married for quite a while. So they had, you know, garnered quite a few things. And a lot of her own personal things were there too. So the day that she was to go get her items... His mother was there and she took it upon herself to go through my daughter's things and pack them up according to the way she saw fit and to divide things up, uh, which was totally out of line. And so our daughter called us and told us that. And of course, the first thing I was ready to do was to go and it wasn't in peace. And I knew it wouldn't be in peace for me to go. And, you know, wisdom says, hold up, take a breath, don't go. My husband went and I was grateful to the Lord for that. My husband went, he was very peaceful. He was able to talk to them and say, okay, this is, you know, not fair. This is what she should get. Well, there were still many things that my daughter was slighted and because his mother got in the middle of this. Now, mind you, we hadn't known them for years. We were close. Uh, 
loved her mother's his mother. I still love her, but I I um did not I was not pleased with her actions and really did not want to have much to say to her at that point of my life. Um it because it would not have been nice and I really need to work on my self-control, one of the fruit of the spirits and really work on that because and making sure that I didn't make matters worse. So she also had a great gift of singing. She had the most beautiful voice and she sang in the church. She sang in groups, traveled, did all kinds of things that God had blessed her to do. Well, after that incident, things shifted and changed. If we had not gone in peace, God would not have dealt with her. God dealt with both of them. But maybe a year later, I was at Costco and I ran into her, his mom. And I was all pasted by then, forgiven, you know, moved on. And my daughter was doing much better. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think she had already remarried. And it was someone who she's married to even now who truly loves her for who she was. And the same with her. And when I saw her, uh, she was looking down and I, I yelled out her name. Hey, how are you doing? And she she proceeded to come closer and she said, I'm not doing good. She said, I've been really sick and the doctors don't know what it is. I can't sing anymore. This is exactly what she told me. She said, I'm not able to sing anymore. I've lost my voice. And she said, what I did to my, she was saying to my daughter was wrong. And she said, I want to talk to her and make things right. Something like that. And I thought that was very powerful. And I thought it was also interesting how God allowed me to encounter her at that moment and to see her and in that state. And I did not rejoice over it. I was really sad for her because of that. Uh, and then she did reach out to my daughter. They had a conversation and uh, I believe she apologized to her. And then I, I may have seen her, you know, maybe two years after the whole thing, after she talked to my daughter and, and saw her um, at a shopping outdoor shopping center, and she was doing so much better. Uh, she had joy all over her face. It was as though she had been restored, and, uh, and, 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 I, and she was. And uh, she said that she had talked to my daughter. She said, you know, she was wrong. She said it again. It was like that really bothered her, and that was God. And that's, that's what God will do. You know, even when people turn against you, when people treat you evil for no reason, you know, and they're out of out of line. If we go in peace and let God deal with it, he'll do it in such a way that we could never do or even imagine to do. And he will do it in a way that, that will get their attention. And if they do love the Lord, they will repent and they will get it right just as my daughter's mother-in-law at that time did. If you're going through something right now, God says, I care about you. He cares about every one of us, even the ones doing the evil. He loves us all the same. 
And we need to do the same with others and give it to God, whatever it is that someone's doing to perpetrate harm upon you. Let God handle it. And I promise you, he will handle it. We just need to continue to spread the word, to share the love of Jesus, just as the people did here. And the, it, the people will continue to flourish in doing God's will. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to um, T-Zone KC. You don't have to subscribe, but (laughs) check out T-ZoneKC.org. Check out what we're doing in the community Uh, with our youth teaching the workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and uh, we're going to be equipping and educating people in human trafficking and also known as sex trafficking. I want to say thank you all so much for your donations, for helping us to continue to do the great work that God has given us to do. We could not do it without all of your support, and we're very grateful and thank you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.